everyone. You're listening to Tim McKinney from ITW Evercoat. Evercoat, the brand trusted by more shops for automotive and marine repairs than any others for almost 70 years. Bringing you continued innovations like Optex Filler with color-changing technology and Optex Superbuild with a built-in guide coat. And now, here's Tim. Hello, everyone. Tim with Evercoat, and I got my friend Jeremy Winters with me again for this evening. Hey, we've got a lot of good things to talk about. The last time we got together and talked, we talked a little bit about uh, the polyester primers. We talked a little bit about the optics polyester primer. And my buddy Jeremy here, he was chomping at the bit to talk about the the fillers and the putties and products. So he said, you know we what? we got to talk about what you got in that stuff. Yeah, so we thought, we'll just talk about that at a later time. So... Jeremy, I sent some stuff down to you, and, and buddy, I appreciate you trying this stuff out, but uh, optics filler, optics putty, you seem pretty excited, so you know, tell me what you think, man. Okay, so let me back up the train real quick and just talk about it. It's not, uh, not the stuff that you just sent, because I've been using the optics filler now for a little over a, little over a year now. Uh, guys, if y'all want to check it out, the uh, there was a wagon, a 53 Willis wagon that I did a crap ton of work on for Ian Johnson for Big Tire Garage last year. And that one was strictly optics filler all the way through. I used the filler, the glaze on it. I'd heard a lot about it from a buddy of mine who, you know, we've all got them, you know, people who we trust. And that's where I got involved with it. I was like, well, I'll try it. I've used, you know, Evercoat stuff in the past. Let's see how the new stuff is. And uh, I've used other brands. Guys... <laughs> I fell in love with that stuff. Um, it's it's a really cool thing whenever you go to take a thing at 80 grit on a block and just start working it in and it just instantly just powders up. You're not having to sit there and put the elbow grease into it. You're not having to sit there and just work the heck out of it. It does what it's supposed to do. It knocks down very easy, very fast, much like taking, uh, taking 180 to glaze. You know, you want it to cut down fast. That's how the filler sands. And as soon as I saw it, as it was sanding, I got this big old smile on my face. I was like, I love this stuff. This is absolutely neat. So there's a lot that we can touch on, and I'm sure we will, but that's, I got to throw it out there. It started a little over a year ago with that wagon build. And then just with the Land Rover Defender project that I just did, uh, that was, again, that was optics all the way through on it. So great, wow. great product. I absolutely love it. If you haven't tried it, guys, y'all need to try it. Cool, cool. You know, I know I, I forgot you had told me that, but I'd sent you some more stuff down that I wanted to have you play with, uh, as well as the 440. But we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit because we both got a lot of stuff we want to talk about for that. But yeah, the optics, um, I just was using it the other day in the shop and it was a little warm. And I was telling the guys, I said, listen, you know, this time of the year, it's not a bad idea. Put a little bit of the extra into it, slow it down a little bit, whether you're using the optics, the ultra, some of the Evercoat products. No, just because daggone when it's 95 degrees and you catalyze it close and you're hurrying up on the board and you're rushing yeah. over to the car, you don't have a whole lot of time at 95 degrees. Let's all be honest yeah. about that. You know, and under catalyzing is not the answer that you're looking for for that. No. So two you know, percent that, that, by weight, people. <laughs> bingo. Yeah, you've got to catalyze it two percent ratio of 50 to one. So you know they put the right amount into it. But <laughs> the guys that were watching me use, they're like, that's a filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, but but it but it's kind of pink. And I'm like, yeah, it's different color. Does it stay that way? And I'm like, no. And I check this out. And I mean, in that temperature, it was probably like six, seven minutes, maybe eight minutes. And they're like, yeah, it's not pink anymore. I'm like, yeah, that's it's telling exactly. me it's ready. And they were, were now, feeling see, that's, it. That's, were, that's part of it. That's the cool part of it is, is the fact that it is color changing. And, and one of the things that I get a lot of times is, well, why do you need something that's going to change colors? If you don't know when, you're, when your mud is ready to sand, you don't need to be in this industry. And guys, I get it. Trust me, I get it. But I've been doing this 18 years now, 17, 18 years. And I really feel like I date myself whenever I say that because I'm getting to that almost that 20-year mark. I'm like, okay. But whenever you're starting to work multiple panels and whatnot, like, like I'll, ju I'll just use a Defender body that I just got done doing. It's a repop body from Aqualoo Industries up in uh, British Columbia. And as we all know, nothing is perfect whenever you get it. You, everything's going to need a little bit of work. And it was basically just a little bit of uh, divots from where they had welded at. It wasn't warped out really bad. It just it needed a good skim coat across it. So I've got four doors. I've got a tailgate and I've got a body and, and two fenders that I was working. Cool. to being able just to go through and just mix up batches at a time. And I know I'm skim coating, skim coat all the way across everything, you know, going over the epoxy, everything's good to go. 
now I can sit here. All right, well, that one's already kicked. As soon as I finish off this, now I can go here and just hit this with 80 in my longboards, and I can go ahead and just keep going. It, it's it's more of helping with production because once you start getting multiple things going, you don't have to stop, go over here, test something, just see if it's good enough, you know, or take a piece of 36 grit like some of the some of the, some folks used to do. Uh, you can literally hit it with 80 grit and you're good to go. So looking across and just seeing it change color, you know, all right, well, I've got another another couple of minutes and I'll be good to go on it. And you can continue on doing what you're doing. It's one of those little things that makes a big difference uh, down the road. You don't think you're really going to appreciate it until you use it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when, when the lab came to me and they were first starting to talk about this product a while back, they, we've got this body filler and it changes colors. And I'm like, yeah, and? You, know, you, you understand, it changes colors. So the first time I used it, I'm like, wow, that's really kind of cool. I won't, I won't say what my exact reaction was, but, but, but anyways, you, you know me well enough, you know what it probably might've been. And I'm like, wow, holy this is cool but then i thought okay well, what what's really the value in it and we started testing it in different locations and the backstory on this i tested it with uh my buddy down in texas i tested it with some guys down in florida i'm friends with uh so those are some hot shops uh tested southern california went up to canada tested it up there and we're, as we're getting all the feedback from everywhere um might have been michigan but i remember it was cold when we were testing it up there the feedback down in the lower states was we need more working time. The guys in Texas were like, hey, can you give this like an extra three to five minutes? I'm like, well, that would be nice for you guys. But up north, it's going to be a lot longer up there whenever they're trying yeah. to work with it in the wintertime. So we, we tried to play around with some ways to make it work better. And what we did with it is we did extend the working time on it a little bit. If you take Rage Ultra, that's kind of the spinoff cousin of it to this product, and you wait them both out, you're going to find out that optics is, going to, optics is going to give you about 30 to 60 seconds longer working time, depending on the temperature. Okay. So you're going to get a little bit more working time. If you catalyze them both the same way, instead of being right in the middle of that spread and going, oh, there it goes. I can just start to see it lump yep. up, turn into cottage cheese. By golly, you might actually be able to get all the way across and maybe one more pull on it. Right. So it's just a little bit longer, a little bit creamier. Uh, the filler looks almost like it's already got a glaze poured in with it. And then the glaze. Now, now that's, just... that's something I want to talk to you about it and ask you, you know, what did you guys actually do differently, you know, to, to make this sand so much different and whatnot? Because, and I'm asking you that because there's an open running joke that, uh, that me and a buddy of mine have, uh, he's over in England. If he sees this, Sonny, what's going on, brother? Um, <laughs> whenever he saw that I was using it on the wagon and people were asking me what I thought about it, this and that. And I just made the joke. I was like, this stuff's like unicorn dust. I don't know what it is that's in this stuff, but it's absolutely amazing. It's the, it's the neatest thing I've ever seen. So we constantly will make the joke about unicorn dust. And he finally got the chance to try it. And he absolutely loves it. You know, you guys, I guess you, got, you guys have released it over there in the, in the UK now. But, you know, that's one thing that him and I have gone back and forth on is like, what, what's the difference? What, what, what made it so much easier? It, obviously, it's in the chemistry and whatnot. If it's proprietary, brother, I get you, no problem, but job it well is. done. We may or may <laughs> not have unicorns on site that we harvest some dust. I can't disclose all that information, but what makes it so different than other body fillers? You kind of hit on the head about the chemistry of it. So if you think about traditional body fillers, you think about the way the body fillers like they used to be. I'll, I'll date myself to the point to say that in 1983, Evercoat had a product called Tack Free. It was the okay. first body filler that whenever it cured, your sandpaper didn't get loaded all up because it was gummy on the surface. And back then that was important because guess what? Boy, guys that hear this are going to think, that guy's old. We actually had to get this tube of glue on our DA and paper and smear it all around and string it out like contact cement. And when it was oh, wow. really good and sticky, you used it. And that first sheet of paper, you looked at it and went, oh. You ripped it off and you went through the whole process again. So the first time I used Evercoat Tech Free back in the, in the mid 80s, I'm like, oh my gosh, check this out. It's not loading up the paper. Yeah. So that was the first time Evercoat really started looking at differences in the chemistries. So you fast forward to around 2012 when we brought out Rage Ultra, we started using a resin blend called Eco Resin. Okay. So the resin of a filler gives you how hard it is what it sticks to and cure profile. So because we were able to incorporate eco resin and traditional premium resins, 
uh, that were polyester resins together, that gave us the adhesion and sandability without sacrificing a very hard cure profile. In order for a lot of, of products to get a really good amount of adhesion, they have to get hard. Well, this doesn't <laughs> does do that, like you said. It sticks well, uh, and it sands incredibly well. Uh, and what I liked about it the most, you know, when I first started, after the field trials were going on with the product way back when, everyone said, you know what? I may have had a few pinholes, you know, with the old products, but this pinholes, I'm like, what pinholes? I'm like, ah, yeah. now I'm going to say, it's all part of the unicorn dust. That's what the whole thing about it is. Um, it's just a you heard it here, folks. First, people. A, 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 Jeremy <laughs> called it out. Unicorn dust. Sorry, there's a secret. Um, but it's all because that little bit of um, pigment that we put into it. It's a you know a special pigment that we put in that does that color shift, and it's a liquid, and it makes it just a tick creamier. And any of the air pockets that might have been trapped in its cousin product, Rage Ultra. They're able mm -hmm. to work their way all the way through and escape out. And then all of a sudden you just don't have near, if you do have pinholes, they're nowhere near like they would yeah. be we're using another product. See, that's awesome. And that that's, really cool. that's kind of how it came about. And, you know, a lot of guys that, you know, we've got the putty for it, but you know mm -hmm. what? I've, I've got several guys that say, I've always liked to use a putty. And I always tell them, you know, the thing we've always done in the shop, Okay, you have a low spot, you have some pinholes, you have some imperfections. The old way that I was taught, and you probably were taught too, is okay, you got your filler at this big. Oh man, you got some imperfections. You got to put glaze on it, and you got to put glaze on it out to here. And then what do yeah. you do? You block it a second time. Yeah. So we're doing all the work twice and only getting paid once for it. And I'm like, that yeah. don't make any sense. But see, that's so, that's the cool part that I just want. Not to interrupt you, I'm sorry. But, you know, this is for people who are, you know, you guys who are tuning into this, obviously. But, you know, the, the neat thing about it is that you don't really have to go over it with the glaze. You knock it down with 80 grit, finish it out in 180. You know, if you want to step into 320, that's cool. But I, it, 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 you, it does really nice. It finishes out absolutely awesome. Uh, as somebody who absolutely despises doing mud work, I keep getting pulled into these projects where I have to do them. And, and it's like the... You know, with the Defender that I just did, you know, with the skim coating that I did, I didn't do any glazing on that. That was literally just going through and just doing a skim coat with the filler, working my way down the panel. And it did absolutely fine. One coat of, one coat of the, the primer over the top of it, I was, you know, it was good. There wasn't any issues on it. Now, I did go back across the top of it and put it with the 2K. But as we discussed last time, that's just how I do things. That's just my process. Lock everything down with the 2K because it's going to be a few months before I paint it. But, you know, it's it's a neat thing. And that's I just wanted to throw it out there, guys. They make uh, uh, the optics glaze and they've got the regular optics, but you don't really have to go back over the optics with the glaze. So just want to throw it out there. That's true. And I was getting ready to say a lot of the times if I'm doing something, you know, helping out a friend, doing a project back in, you know, in the lab here, uh, <clears throat> work at my buddy's place. If I use the optics filler, and if I got it nice and straight and I'm happy with it, and I think, you know, I tell everyone, think like you want to put your your filler down like you would be putting your glaze down. So think of that, yeah. and that difference in application process. Then block it out. And if you you know see a pinhole, that's when you would go, oh, crap. Now I got to put the glaze over the hole repair and re-block. And I go, no, 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 no. Take a, a, you know, mix up your optics filler. Take a plastic razor blade or a good stiff spreader. And I tell you what. I was never a fan of metal uh, spreaders until probably about 10 years ago mm -hmm. when I had to go overseas and I had to knife my products over there and use them. And then son of a gun, I started liking them because you get so much extra pressure with that metal yeah. spreader. It really helps to push out the, the air pockets and, and the pinholes. Now, now, one thing, if you do have you know those pinholes or anything, if you've got something like that, you're wanting to put just a skim coat across it, those plastic blades, they come there. I know a couple companies make them, but the ones we use are orange. And the very end of it is actually beveled. So you can use the backside of it where it's straight or the front side of it where it's beveled. And it does absolutely phenomenal. Those things are stiff. So if you've got just a little small, small area and you're just mixing up a little bit, those things are phenomenal for that. Yep. I carry some in my toolkit whenever I go around and do demos. And if I've got a repair, I'll do that. And I'll say, okay, I've got a, a pinhole here. I've got a low spot here. I'll just address that area and go, here's the beauty of it. 
with the eco resin products, if you apply it on Monday morning and you can send it Monday before lunch, you can send it, hey, Monday after lunch, hey, you can send it the next day after lunch, and it really doesn't get any harder. You would never, ever have done that with the products that I grew up on because yeah. you reach a point like, where's that pistol grip grinder? I got to touch this thing down just a little bit because it's like. Yeah, concrete. yeah, it's exactly what it was. You had to knock it down with something extremely hard. That was the only way to do it. You know, that's how it was whenever I got going. And, and realistically, I think that started, I noticed it started changing. This was, God, it's been that long now. Uh, you guys had just released Quantum. And that's whenever I noticed the first change of it starting to knock down a whole lot easier. Yeah. And that's, again, where we started playing around with differences in resin structure and also difference in the catalyst chemistry as well. Uh, and as well as that product was, and it was a great product, Rage Ultra kind of made the next turning point for it because the challenge with that product for us, and I still, I still think it's a good product, but the challenge in that product was when you showed someone how much harder that catalyst yeah. they had to put into it. I'll never forget. I was in, uh, I was in Houston, Texas, and I was explaining our, um, that product quantum one large repair with the high temperature catalyst. And mm -hmm. just to prove oh, that's it, right. It had two catalysts. They had the red and blue. I, right. I mixed up a six inch puddle and I put two huge beads of the high temperature catalyst across it, mixed it all up. And everyone in the room started laughing. I said, well, hold on a second. I got it all mixed up and I handed it to the first tech and he's doing like this and second guy and he's doing like this and the third guy, fourth guy goes, wait a minute, this should have kicked off by now. <laughs> so I picked it up from him and I wiped the whole hood and I, I cleaned off half of it and I re-wiped it. And they all just got this look like, what the heck is that? <laughs> so it was cool in that regard, but getting people to understand that it was a catalyst system, you had to put it at a 10 to one ratio, not a 50 to yeah. one. And that's why when, when the eco resin system came around for us and they saw that the sandability was, was pretty much there, the, uh, the adhesion was there, it didn't have the functionality in terms of the, um, the delay in terms of the longer working catalyst. But, you know, when we came out with extra, that's when we said, hey, well, now we've got this product that has that, so you can mix the two together. And if yeah. you want to make it creamy, you can mix the putty in with it. So between extra optics or ultra with the optics uh putty or the metal glaze ultra putty you can make any combination of, of viscosity and working time that mm -hmm. you want without sacrificing the sandability which is kind of where i'd started off with this so you use the optics filler and you find out what well, doesn't get rock hard and that's why i said if you've got a pinhole just reapply the optics product right into itself yeah. and then just address that spot there's no reason to have to block the thing. Why do we want to work twice as hard to only get paid for one time? Yeah. But we do. So it, it's, it makes it so, I so love the collision feel. <laughs> and the, the, the thing about, I, I bring up some guys that asked me the question and I'll call this out. Yeah. But Tim, when I put it on real thin like that, sometimes it doesn't really change the color. And I go, I, I get that. And, and here's why the color change takes place. How many folks out there have ever mixed up body filler? And as it starts to kick, put your hand on it and go, ooh, oh, that's getting hot. Whoa, son of a gun. Well, that's what creates the color change, the mm -hmm. exothermic energy. As it creates heat and it puts off that heat, that's yep. what cycles that color change. When you put it on paper thin and there's no mass to it, that's where- That's why I say you don't have the body to it. Correct. It doesn't have that exothermic energy. It still, still cycles. So if you come back and sand it with a little paper, it still sands powders and everything's good. It just may not do it when it's paper thin. So I've had a few people sit and go, wait a minute, it, it's not mixed right. No, no, it, if it's paper thin like that, it may do it. But if you sand it with some paper, it'll still powder up. It just didn't have enough mass to create that exothermic energy for it to do that. And that, that's all it so, was So an easy, an easy way for people to understand that is, say you're just getting going and you mix up way too much. Well, now you've got this big ball of filler. And it's going to build up a whole lot of heat. It's going to kick off a whole lot faster. Much like as we've been doing the body work over the years, you know, we've learned, hey, don't just glob it into one spot. Maybe if I spread it out, it'll actually, you know, I've got more work time. It's the same thing. So now instead of that, you're spreading it thinner. You're getting more work time. It's not, it's not, you know, kicking off as quick. It's not having, you know, as much heat build up into the product. So the thinner it's going to be, there you go. Exactly. That That's exactly. It's still going to do its thing. It's just going to, you know, not just not 
build up the heat for it. Exactly. And so when it's paper thin and, and there's no area for it to create that exothermic energy, it still cycles off. It still hardens, but it's just, it, it may not make that color shift out. So if anyone's tried the product and saying that, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. If, if you do it that way, if the rest of your, your board has mixed up and it's changed colors and it's got hard and that little sliver you put on with the, with the, uh, a plastic spreader, it didn't quite mm -hmm. change all the color. That lump should tell you that what you put on there is catalyzed the right way. It just yep. didn't have enough mass to create that color shift. So I wanted yep. to kind of focus on that for a little bit. So sandability of that product, I, I've just, I love how the material works. And I've got so many people, and honest to goodness, like to buy the optics filler. And they're using it like a putty. Um, if you, you've tried the product, what would you think? Would you do something like that? I have no problem using it just as a putty. Uh, the biggest thing that I tell people is, <laughs> and this is going to kind of get into what we're going to get into later on with the 440, is you'll, you'll deal with people who, whenever they're making the swap to a new product, they think they can just go through and just, oh, well, it's, it's I've done it this way for X amount of years. And then the first thing that goes wrong, they blame the product. You got to understand, no matter what you do, follow how it's supposed to be done, even in the basics of everything of mixing stuff because in fact of whether you're using a glaze whether you're using the the optics filler just by itself spreading it across it's going to act as a glaze you can do a tight wipe on it and get your glaze effect like i said earlier that's what i did on the defender i use zero glaze on that stuff i mean i've got a thing of glaze here you know in case i want to use that but I like the filler. I like the, you know, if I need to build it just a little bit more, that's how I like to do it. Just to get a little bit extra built so I can level everything off a little bit easier. So I like both. I, <laughs> again, you know, like I, like I said earlier on, you know, I highly recommend it. And as soon as I did it on that wagon, because there was a lot of work to do on that wagon. I didn't have the time to do the metal work that it needed. It, I had to do what I had to do to get it out for the, you know, for filming purposes. But you know, it, it did what it was supposed to, and it did absolutely amazing. It made me a believer out of it. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, I love the way both of them perform. I love the way both of them sand. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm one of those people that says, you know, for the larger repairs, larger applications, I'm all in for the filler. But sometimes, you know, guys have asked me, so when would you use a putty? And I said, well, listen, you know, you, you get that shopping cart door ding on the side of your wife's car where you're like, okay, that's just, just a little skim coat is all I need for that. Yeah. Key scratches, hail damage. Uh, and boy, I tell you what, I can go on about the hail damage stuff. I just did some presentations and I got another one coming up for our guys on hail damage um, where I've actually, honest to goodness, seen guys take a small grinding attachment from a big company. I won't say what, but you probably figured out and they'll go through and grind every hail damage on the panel. I'm like, what are you doing? You are making so much more work for yourself. And, 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 that, and that gets into people don't understand that some of the products that are out there, you know, i.e. what you've got here, you know, it's, it's okay to go over the OE finish as long as it's prepped up with the scratches that you need. Disturbing the OE finish you're, you're getting rid of the, uh, the, the, God, it's the end of the day, corrosion protection, best corrosion protection that you can get, you know, as it is. So I understand, I understand there's the old school mentality and change is hard. Trust me, I get it. I am hard headed as it gets as well, but I'm also one of those people that understand that whenever I try something that it works, eh, maybe there's something to this and then continue on. So yeah, some, sometimes, you know, I, I've joked and I said about these gray hairs and I'll say, you know, sometimes it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, <laughs> but you know what? Once I see it, I'm going to go, wow, I'll have to work as hard. Well, that's a no brainer. Yeah. I'm going to do that the next time. So yeah, a putty is a good application for something like that. And, and I talked to a technician. I said, take a DA flat run over the whole freaking panel, blow it off and all your little shiny spots. Well, those are your low spots now. Take your DA, put 180 on it, 150, come back, buzz in those spots, put your glaze. You could use the optics filler if you wanted to, but the glaze works really nice. Then come back and then flat sand the whole thing with a little bit finer grit. So if you prepped it with 150, go to 180. If you prepped it with 180, go to 220. Sand that whole thing flat, blow it off, put your 2K polyester primer on it, block that down, and move on. You didn't have to take off all the finish. You didn't have to disturb the factory corrosion protection. And trust me, the customer's going to like knowing that you don't have little spots all over their car ground down to bare metal that could be a corrosion hotspot down the road. Yeah. So it's just so much easier. And that's one of the areas I like to use the glaze. So I kind of say 
the filler is good for general purposes and the glaze are good for those small repairs or some shops yeah. call them express lane repairs, something along that line. Uh, so you know, each, each kind of has their, their own nuance for it, but so we, we've talked about those and, and I'm, and I am so happy to hear you love the products as much as I do. And I'd love to hear that, but we've had some conversations in the past, what two week or two about this little <laughs> bottle, like, yeah, the, the 440 express. Uh, so oh you my did goodness. something and put it on Instagram. What 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 kind of so, responses did so you So let get? me. I'm actually going to pull it up right now, just so I can I can show uh, cheap plug at Booth Talk Jeremy on Instagram. Plug uh, Let's see here. <laughs> All right. So the post I put up this was July 6th. and it says uh, so we use the Evercoat 440 Express up here at work. The guys love it for the pinholes. Uh, I got a bottle of it a few months ago for home use, and I finished the last little bit of it on the Defender. I, I, uh, one of the Fenders, I actually had a group of pinholes that I had missed. Uh, time to keep a new bottle on hand. Uh, seriously, whether you, uh, whether you do or don't have a problem with pinholes, keep a bottle you know, for whatever you have. A quick and easy fix. No time wasted. 42 comments later. Uh, we've got 22 shares. It was sent to six people, and nearly 200 people reacted to it. Uh, that is the post right there. So we'll try to, it's just a, a bottle of 440. Yep. They're with, oh, what is, what is that mysterious blue thing with the black uh, backing? There's an applicator pad for it, guys. <laughs> that to me was one of the most shocking things is that people didn't know that you guys have an applicator pad specifically for this. Um, uh, now, within the comments, you know, people were talking about, you know, it, it was split because some people like it, some people didn't which is par for the course. That's fine. You're never going to get a unanimous decision on products in the paint industry. Uh, just if you don't believe me, make a post online. <laughs> oh yeah. But it's, oh, yeah. you know, we, we got stuff from people using using to, to put it on with spreaders, uh, using a towel and wiping it on with a towel. Um, you guys made this. Uh, it's, it's literally, it's a Velcro backing pad. It works phenomenal. You can get these things. They're, they're, what is it? A case of 10, I think it is 10 or 15, uh, but you can go in and it guys for the old school crew in here, the 440 express. If you have some really small pinholes or whatnot, it is a great thing to be able to work with for the old school guys. This stuff is a lot like grill cream, a little dabble. Do you? Excellent point. And and you know what? Let me, I had an old school dad. I know what grill cream is. Yes. When we first brought that product out, the first complaint I got was someone in a shop and they were all upset because they'd bought new work boots, ready for this, and they put it on their spreader. And when they went to put it on the car, it ran right off the spreader on their work boots. Why would we make a product like that? And I said, well, didn't you put it on the blue sponge? Moment of hesitation, crickets, crickets. What blue sponge? And to your point, Yes. I did a lot of work with the lab when we were developing that, that we tried to come up with the perfect applicator. We've seen people try to use a microfiber towel and it may work in the first time, but then the second time, eh, uh, and it all depends on the microfiber towel. So too many variables, microfiber towels out. Then I've seen people try to use a paper towel or some of the white Torx towels like they have in their shop. And some of those work, some of those don't. There again, too many variables take those all out. The sponge that we have, I worked with a lot of different foams to make sure that the foam structure wasn't too big. If it was too big, it sucked up too much of the material and you were having to use so much material to get it on there. It didn't work right. And it doesn't, it doesn't give way either. It literally just depresses right where it's at. It's it's, it's got some good body to it. If I put, if I made a foam that was, I used a foam that was too small of a cell structure, Well, then it didn't absorb enough. It smeared it while it was drying and it didn't work right. So trust me, there was a lot of time trying to figure out which foam applicator worked the best. So I tell people, listen, take (laughs) look at that foam applicator pad and imagine it in clocks, 12, 12 to six, three to nine. There you go. So apply it between like 12 to three, wipe it, and then wipe it in another quadrant where you take that area and wipe it off the excess. If you do it right, you shouldn't put on a whole heck of a lot and wipe off the excess. Wait 15 minutes, it's ready to go to a a solvent primer. If you've got a water-based primer, and you know what? 
It blew my mind to think that we have 1K waterborne primers available that can go direct to metal now. Boggles my mind to think about. I, that honestly, that scares the crap out of me. I, I, I cannot fathom putting water on top of bare metal. That, no. There, there is a coating out there that does it. It's actually pretty good. But the first time I got the phone call about, well, what about a 1K waterborne? I'm like, oh, what? So yeah. we found out with those, hey, guess what? You still got to wait 15 minutes. Take a light a gray scuff pad and just scuff it. You're not trying to make powder. You're just scuffing. No. Give it a little tooth. You're giving it some tooth. And then put the, the waterborne primer on top of it. You're done. Yeah. So it is just a marvelous thing for that. And I joke every time I do these because I was literally in some shops and guys, if you're from Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, Virginia, or Indiana, and you saw my smiling face, yes, I'm saying the same thing I'm telling the rest of the country that I told you guys. <laughs> you got to use the blue pad. It's got to yeah. be that 430 on applicator pad. And guys have said, well, how many applications can I get? Well, if you do that quadrant thing I just told you about, you can probably get four uses out of it. Go to the new pad to wipe off where you used for the last one and now throw that one in the kitty. If you're in an area where it's really hot and you want to get some more work time, take that little sucker, put it in a uh, sandwich bag, zip it up, and it's going to stay a little bit wetter longer so you can continue to use it and it's not going to dry up on you nearly as much. Mm -hmm. And I will say the same thing here that I have told those folks and so many other folks, and I hear, I have to say this shows all the time, the question comes up, well, man, these foam applicators, can I just wash them out and reuse them? There is a group of people that have the initials E. There's another letter in the middle and it ends with A. If they hear that you're washing that stuff out, that's probably going to be an issue. So I'm going to tell you right now, do not wash those things out. Trust me, if that fella comes knocking on the door and wants to know where you're washing that thing at, he's probably going to give you a fine that's going to be way more expensive exactly. than what another stack of 12 of those sponge applicator pads is going to cost you. You know how many applicators you can get for that? <laughs> I've heard some rumors. Lifetime supply. I'm thinking it's probably two lifetime supplies. So, yeah, it's you just, win. just let it dry. Throw it away. Try to play frisbee yeah. if you want to with it and then get a new one. But please... In order to get the full benefit of that product, use the blue foam applicator pad. You were talking about, you know, it's a good idea to use it whether you can see them or not. And I'm telling you something. These glasses are bifocals. I cannot see those little tiny freaking no see thems that you, you, you blow the thing off. Like, well, it looks good. You know, you're in a rush. I take it in the booth. I put the primer on it. Walk back in there. It flashed like, what the heck? Did someone just nail yep. my body repair with birdshot? What the heck happened here? Yep. But you put the 440 Express on it, all of a sudden, it's your insurance policy. Mm -hmm. It'll find those little tiny micro pinholes. It'll fill those little tiny micro pinholes. And it will fix those little tiny micro pinholes. Boom, done. Now, keep in mind, guys, what he's talking about are literally the micro ones. The, the big old uh, pinholes that you're going to get, mix them with a two-part. Razor them in, be done with them. That way you know it's taken care of. We're not saying, you know, with the big old honker ones, that, you know, for people that can't understand that you're not supposed to stir whenever you mix filler. We're not saying to sit there and just cram this stuff in here. Again, like I made the joke earlier, a little dab will do you. This stuff is going on extremely, extremely lightly. Uh, to throw it out there for everybody, 1K products tend to scare the crap out of me. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. They scare the crap out of me because we've all seen in the past whenever, you know, We'll say brand X uh, makes a certain 1K putty that we've all gone in and done, you know, fixing rock chips or, you know, fixing pinholes or whatnot. It's going to sit there and they always shrink back. They all, because we're having to fill so much of it or trying to go through and do what, you know, what we shouldn't be doing in the booth. That's where my fear of 1K products came in. But it's with this stuff, with as thin as you're putting it on, it's not being an issue. And that's that's the neat thing about it. I haven't come into an issue with it yet of any type of shrinkage or anything like that. So just I just want to throw it out there, guys. Yeah. And, and two things to that point. You're, you're exactly right. It's not meant to fill the ones you can look at from an arm links and go, boy, how did I miss yeah. that sucker? That's probably where you should be putting a 2K into it, whether it's the glaze or it's a little bit more of the filler with that plastic razor blade. Right. If you don't see it from an arm's length away, and I like to get out an LED light, and I'm you know, looking at different ways, and you know what? Something about the light frequency of an LED light, even on those little cheap ones, you can go get it, you yep. know, the freight company. You can pan around that sucker, and all of a sudden, all the little panels you couldn't see, I'm like, son of a gun, look, there they are. 
yep. if it's in that range or smaller, that's where 440 Express should shine. The right. reason it works so well, it's as a 1K polyester. Now, it doesn't smell like body filler. <gasps> it doesn't smell like a polyester <clears throat> primer. It has a unique bouquet to it. Yeah. There's, there's a carrier solvent in there that kind of helps it keep from you know, wanting to do anything. And when it's on a polyester filler and the solvent flashes off, it gets a true polyester to polyester bond. Remember this, and I've always been taught about this, and one of my buddies uh, who teaches the ICAR classes here in town, Jeff, if you're listening to this, I was listening, I wasn't always asleep in the back of the class during ICAR, um, was that like chemistries do bond the best. Epoxy to epoxy, polyester to polyester, and yep. urethane to urethane. So because it's a 1K polyester, it bonds the best to itself. And when you apply the product properly, you'll look and you'll go, well, I really don't see anything. It's just that small of an amount of yeah. film build. You're not I was just about, you took it right out of my mouth. I was just about to say, you're putting on so little of it. That's the thing. But I, I think it comes back to, you know, a lot of people are so used to, again, using, you know, the the 1K the putties to going through and, you know, just seeing it because you're having to wipe it on. And then you've got that mass there that you're trying to sand down. I, I think that's where a lot of that comes from. And yeah. where people think that you, you're supposed to you know, use a towel or whatnot and rub into it. And then all of a sudden, you know, one of the comments that we got was, <laughs> we got on that post was, you know, well, all of a sudden, you know, primer won't stick to it. It runs right off of it. And to me, that's, it's, it's almost like it's being put on too thick at that point, because if you're not getting off the excess, if you're not leaving just that really thin residue on there, you're, you're basically make, making a barrier at that point then you're going to have to go in and do some sanding on it. Now, me personally, I like to do the scuff, uh, the red scotch right onto it just to make sure it's got a little bit of tooth to it, whether it's, you know, whether it's going on a, a polyester or urethane or whatnot, no matter what, whenever I get done, just because I want to know it's going to, it's going to stick. It's, it's in my head. It's in, we've all got our, our quirks, but that's, that's one way I like to do it. But that was, there was a couple of people on there that had mentioned that. And that's the only thing that I could come up with. And then that's whenever I started asking about why are you using the applicator pad? And I'm not a spokesman for Evercode. I'm not a spokesman for anybody. I'm just a tech. And I try to help people out. And that's what Booth Talk has been. And then seeing that so many people didn't know about the actual applicator pad, I'm sitting there scratching my head. I'm like, is our jobbers not letting people know that, hey, you got pinholes. There you go. Why, why, why aren't you telling them about this? You know, it, it's, it, it's, it might be one of those things to, to look into, you know, who, where's, where's it at? Why are techs finding out about it? it? It is a curious thing. Yeah. And, and I've seen some of the shops I go into where they've got the foam applicator pads and they're not using them. You know, they got the 440 express bottle sitting there and they use the heck out of that. And I'm like, well, that package that you're, is the applicators looks kind of dusty. I bet if I touch it, you know, going to cloud of dust is going to fall yeah. off of it. How are you applying? Oh, we found it's a whole lot easier with the Torx pads or, or, or some other kind of an applicator. I'm like, no, 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 time out. You, you really need to use that because that was the one consistent measure we found in the yeah. application. That's why we sold the applicator to go along with it. Yeah. And to the point you were talking about some of the scenarios where, you know, they're priming and it ran off. I was in a location that said they were having some issues with that. And I said, well, show me, I'd, I'd like to see it. If you can recreate this, I want to see it. But I said, but here's the thing. There's something that we don't use a whole lot of in a shop. And you know what it is? It's this little thing here. It's time. You know, I tell someone you put something on 15 minutes. So we're standing there. And as we stand, we're standing there talking, I just did this and just set my phone to 15 minutes. And we start talking for a little bit. And uh, he goes, it's ready. I go, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on there, Sparky. We're about six and a half minutes into this. Yeah. Well, it's ready. No, 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 no. I said 15 minutes, but it looks like it's ready. 15 minutes. You know, this is where yeah. I would, then the old days, the guys would say. And primer looks like it's ready to sand also at 15, 20 minutes because it's gassed up. You know, top layer's gassed. So. I, 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 yeah, I worked with the guy years back. <laughs> Put a back. block on it and see what happens. Yeah, he'd say, you know what? If you want something to dry good, just go have a cigarette. I'm like, what? And his idea was, you know, I, I quit smoking a long time ago for everybody listening. His idea was whatever you do, just go have a cigarette and just relax for a little bit and let the chemistry do its work. He said, we can't rush chemistry. We, you know, in certain temperatures, chemistry might be accelerated, 
But mm -hmm. we've got to remember, if it says 15 minutes at 72 degrees, it might be less time at 90. It might be more at 60. So you know, give it that 15 minutes. So as we get done talking, did it, did it, hey, the buddy, I said, it's been 15 minutes. He's watch this. I said, well, hold on. Let's do one better. So I took the panel. We stood it up on the rack. So now if it's going to run, it's just going to fall right off the panel. He yeah. goes over there, puts a coat on. And now the body tech's starting to laugh at him. He goes, didn't you say that's where it did the last time? I said, well, hold on. I said, let that flash. Give it a heavier coat. We did it three different scenarios the way he primed it. And not one time did it run off the panel. Because I said, you've got to give that solvent that's in that material time to fully flash off. And yeah. if you put too much on, that 15 minutes could be longer, but we don't know. I know it works 15 minutes with the foam applicator yeah. at 72 degrees. So let's just use the foam applicator, like I said, eliminate all those other variables. Right. And they did. And all of a sudden, they love the product. You know, it, but it gets, it gets back into the, you know, we're always wanting faster. We're wanting this. We're wanting that. And, and I'm, I'm as guilty of it as anybody. I'm not saying you're saying I'm no holier than thou. You know, it's, it's we, we all get guilty of it, trying to speed things up and, and push it, push it, push. But the thing is, is that whenever there's a product failure, that's the first thing people say is that it's going to be the product rather than, hey, I messed up. You know, and that's, I think that's everybody's downfall to a, to a degree. Uh, far too many times we have people in the industry uh, who would love, love to go online and just bitch to bitch rather than say, hey, guys, I messed up. <laughs> Over something simple like a flash time. You know, I'm constantly getting solvent pops. This clear is crap. TDS says let it sit 10 minutes. Why are you in there at six? It's not a coat and a half clear. What, what are you, huh? Why are you applying it like? It, 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 you, you get what I mean. It's <laughs> yeah, raise your hand if you've never had solvent pops. I bet if we could look in the audience, they'd say, Well, I'm, uh, okay, because yeah. you're going to get them if you don't understand the chemistry and they don't understand the nature of the solvents we're working with. And you know what? Daggone, the solvents that we work with in some of our products, the primers and, and all those things back in the day, they're different now. I don't yeah. go, I don't have on my bench a can of, uh, um, and I'll date myself again, the Binks number seven <laughs> with the lacquer primer hanging on the side of the bench when I got done with repair, walked over and blew it on there. And you know what? If it wanted to skin over faster, just blow some air and put another coat and go hanging on the bench and go outside and smoke a cigarette. Wait for the solvents to dry. Well, you know what? We found out that there was an improvement in primers after that. So things have changed. Solvents yeah. have changed. Chemistry has changed. And when we all understand that, and like I said, you know, sometimes when it's higher temperature, things kick off a little faster. But I found that the, the two best things that help me to understand a product are the text sheet and the clock. Yeah. If I can look in the text sheet, it says, wait 15 minutes to flash, do that. Um, I just was painting some rims the other day and you know what? I've not painted rims for a while. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and fault myself for something here. So I read on the, on the sheet for this particular coating that it says you've got to reapply, apply a clear over top of it in X amount of time, or you wait a week. Well, me being me, I'm like, well, I did it yesterday. Well, I'll just go ahead and put the clear on it. Well, guess what? It wrinkled like nobody's business. Cause the, the clear reacted with the paint that was on there. I'm like, yeah. Oh, Yes, I'm redoing that. And then when I read the text sheet and a little bit more, I'm like, well, son of a gun, if I'd sprayed the clear on within an hour, like it said, or waited <laughs> that week, I'd have probably yeah. been okay. And I did both. Yep. And you know what? Son of a gun, it works both ways, but not yep. one day, one hour or you, one week, you hit that weird day. window on some of those. It's, it's, it's funky. I, yeah. I got bit by doing a, uh, uh, with a sealer wait before I went on to base, I let the sealer flash a little too long and I was outside of that initial window. When I could have let it sit a little longer, gave it a scuff and been fine, it'll be okay. And I went in, I started uh, putting base on it. After the first coat, I, I, I walked back in and it is exactly that. I was, <laughs> this has got to go tomorrow. First, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, first time that had happened, luckily my paint rep was there and, and, uh, and I explained everything to him. He goes, ah, yeah, you, you didn't hit the window. You, you were a little bit past it probably. All right. All right. <laughs> I need my DA. <laughs> Where's that button I can hit where it's the problem, the product's problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it's understanding the chemistries. Um, you know, I try to make on all of our products a tech data sheet so everyone understands how everything works. 
Um, and I, whenever I use a new system and that wheel paint was one that I'm like, well, I know what I'm doing, you know, and son of a gun, it bit me right in the tail. So I printed the tech data sheet up and after I read it, I'm like, what well, said that on the can, huh? It must've said that on the can for a reason because yeah. it, it, it works. Yeah. So I, you know, it, it's one thing, one thing I just want to say is that there are people way above my pay grade that make these products and test them and are paid to test them and make sure that they work a certain way. There, there's no need for me to sit here and try to be a bench chemist over somebody, you know, trying to figure, you know, overdo on something that somebody has already been paid to figure out and it's out in mass market. So <laughs> you've got a product that's released worldwide and you're the one having the issues. It's kind of you know, self-diagnosis here. You know, it's, it's kind of easier just to look at yourself and what did I do wrong here? You know, it, it, understand the tech sheets, guys. Understand the tech sheets. We, we've got some people here that work on these products to, for the development that they have the initials PhD behind their names. And you know, uh, what? I went to the school of hard knocks. I don't have that PhD. There's a lot of things I know about how some of these things work after the fact, but in terms of the, how the chemistries and everything work together, that's their, their cup of tea. And I tells them, tell them some of the things I see in some of the shops where things get poured into body filler and, and, you know, when they're using them and it, they're looking at me with this confused and boggled look in their mind and in their eyes. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People really want to pour that into this to make it do that. And then, you see, it, it's, I, I learned, I learned that lesson from, uh, from Kevin Tates. You know, he, when he works on something, he has a TDS wherever, wherever it is he's working at. If he's out, down in his, uh, in his, in his main shop or up in the uh, upper shop where the booth is, He's got TDS is available for whatever product he's using. He keeps them on file. And it kind of made me start doing that because I don't have that PhD. So I keep the TDSs because I suffer from CRS. So, <laughs> you know, I was told I have that. I can't remember what it stands for, though. I can help you out, but uh, I don't know the rating on this. And, well, you know, this well, is a you know, company well, thing. <laughs> when we're done with the recording, we'll talk about that. And then I'll, I'll tell you the other story because, yeah, yeah, I need to know what it stands for. <laughs> C or I can't remember where I put my pen. I'll write it down later. So yeah, the 440 Express in combination with the optics filler, just using it as a one-two punch. I've used that reference before. Wow, 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 wow. You know, spot filling in little areas, the 440 Express. And you know what? You've used some of the 440 Express. And let me ask this: did you notice that it seemed like you didn't need to use as much primer when you used the 440 Express? For the, for the application that I have mainly used it on was I was already doing full prime out jobs on stuff. So yeah. I haven't, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I have not used it in the collision setup. So that's actually what this, where this model is going. I need to take it up to the shop because uh, <laughs> the guys at the shop love it and they miss stuff. So I'm going to keep it up there for that. But for what I've done going over stuff, I can't say yes or no to it because I always go over uh, over the stuff that I do here at the house. I go over it with polyester. So whenever you're laying polyester on, you're laying it on regardless. So I can't help you on that one. <laughs> Here's a way to test this. And you know what? Let, 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 just prove me, prove me right or wrong with this. Either way, do a repair, do a spot repair, you know, for collision repair. Take a okay. masking tape and run it right down the middle, paper off half of it, put the 440 Express on half of it. Peel off the tape, tape, wipe it down to make sure there's no edge line there. And when you're done, you shouldn't feel anything. Give it that 15 minutes and prime it and watch something that will blow your mind. Because on the side without 440 Express, it'll pull just a little bit of the primer into the surface. The side with the 440 Express, it'll prime and look like your clear coat did. It'll all prime at the same rate and it'll all flash at the same rate. You put on two coats, then all of a sudden they start to look a little bit closer. When we brought this product out, we did not bring this product out in order for it to be a way to help cut down on primer. But son of a gun, we've had so many phone calls of people said, you know what? We used to put on three good wet coats of primer. Now we're down to three medium coats. Or we used to put on three good wet coats of primer. Now we're getting by with two good wet coats of primer. And so then we started understanding, you know, the guys that weren't having to use as much primer, well, that saved the material cost. That yep. saved them and able, being able to get the, the car through the paint department a little bit faster because no one's having to wait longer for an extra coat of primer to flash off and dry. Yep. 
And we're like, wow. So I've actually started doing demos of that, like that in the shop, or I've got panels I carry with me where I've just got a little, you know, an area of, uh, uh, where I've applied a putty or a filler half with 440 half without, and then I mask it off in sections. And I'll just hit it with a black bomb coat of satin uh, or paint. And you'll see on the side without 440, it sucks in. The side with 440, mm -hmm. it stays on the surface. So it takes care of some of that micro porosity on the top of the repair to help you know, that solvent from penetrating down into it quite as deep. And like yeah. I said, it, it, it's been amazing for me, you know, being able to see that. And talk I've, got, to shops I've got a few test panels out there. I'll, uh, I'll do that. I'll see how it does. Check it out, so man. I want to see what you think and Just hit it and then just fill it, just see what it does. So that's, I've got, yeah, I've got a couple test panels out there I can do that with. So you'll, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed, especially if you do it right up and down where your eye can catch left and right and prime it. I, I didn't believe it until they, they told me about that. Let me go out there and check it in the lab. But son of a gun, they were right. Yeah. So this is, again, not something we designed. It's just we're getting feedback from the field, from the end users on this. And this is something I share because one of the things I like about what I do here for Evercoat is learning what the, the customers have used our products for and how it's benefited them and taking that information and sharing with others. Because you know what, if there's something I know that can help you, if there's something you know that can help me, why not share it with each other so we're all better from the yeah. experience, you know? Right. And see, and that's why I started sharing, uh, I, I gave you a, that text message. I was like, dude, this is something you need to talk about. You know, we need we need to be sure to hit on this is, uh, you know, whenever I posted that, I was trying to send you some of the comments that we were getting. And uh, I was like, yeah, we, we need to get this out there. <laughs> Yeah, and the shops I was just in, like I said, in Kentucky, Tennessee, Indiana, and Virginia, uh, that I told them about this, and our guys were talking in some other shops as well, was that, you know what, you've got to use the, the blue applicator sponge. you got to use the 439 applicator sponge, and you know, if you put on too much, wipe off the excess. Don't yeah. leave it all smeared on the surface, because that's where it's going to be the issue. You just, if you put it on right, you got to look for it to see yeah. if it's even there. Again, Brill Cream, guys, little dabble, do you? Don't there know you what go. it is. Look it up. <laughs> All right. Well, buddy, I think that pretty much covers what we were wanting to talk about for tonight. And man, I appreciate all your input and you know what the how you've been using the the optics products for so long. And again, I, I apologize for not remembering you had used them for younger for longer. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for all this. Thanks for the feedback for the 440 Express. Hopefully, if anyone's watching this or listening to this now on the podcast, you understand that. And I'm going to give a shameless plug myself here. If you go to ITW Evercoat on YouTube, you're going to see a younger version of me using the 440 Express when it first came out and showing how to use the products, as well as some other videos through the SOP process on how to use the 440 Express as well. So take a look at that. Very cool. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up for the night. And everyone, thank you so much. Uh, stay safe out there. Have a good night. Take care, guys.